What you know you can't explain. But you feel it. You felt it your entire life. That there's something wrong. You don't know what it is, but it's there. Like a splinter in your mind driving you mad. Experience the awakening. Brilliant anonymous researchers. Join us in the Patriot Army. Trust the plan, pain coming. Boom, boom, boom. Let's go. RedStateTalkRadio.com Brighteon.tv Rumble.com Slash MG Show And won't be for everyone. That choice to know will be yours. Where we go, one we go all. Fight, 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 and fight we will. We fight every day right here on the MG Show. Let's go. Wow, guys. Uh, You know, it's Friday. It's uh, the MG show. We did another week. Uh, Wow, my gosh. Um, It's 12.07 p.m. on the East Coast, 9.07 on the West Coast, deep behind enemy lines. Let me welcome my partner in justice, Shady Groove. Shady. What's up, everybody? It is 9.22, September 22nd, almost through the month of September, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us here on this Friday, the end of summer. Jeff, summer is now officially gone. Yeah, hey, hey, uh, oh, uh uh-oh, shady. It's Saturday, Sunday, what? It's Friday, yeah. We made it. Made it. Another one. So welcome to the MG show. And, you know, we are uh, dancing today. It's been a great week. Uh, Thank you guys very much. Uh, Twitter spaces has been lit all about anti MG show. Wow. (laughs) Pretty crazy. Thank you guys for all the publicity. Uh, Negative press is good press. Just just letting you guys know. Uh, And also Shady Groove, we've had um, amazing week with uh, asking questions of people that get no answers, just attacks. Uh, And I think that we're right over the target and, uh, you know, we're still going to keep asking questions because that's that's what we are supposed to be doing. Uh, and, and that's what we do, Shady. It is what we do. And the reason that we're asking questions is because we don't understand things. That's the reason most people ask questions. And also, we have a very important job to do. We have to get Donald Trump elected in 2024. And we're keeping our uh, c- keeping our ear to the ground for political tricks. 
that are always seemingly come out of nowhere from some of the same characters over and over again over the decades. And so a little bit of the questions are leading into uh, making sure we don't have another political trick in 2024. Like Rolling Stone articles? Yeah, a little bit. We use Rolling Stone now as sauce, everybody, just so you guys know. Um, You know, a lot of the narratives out there on Twitter are all based on one person. The one person that I want to talk about every day is Donald J. Trump. Uh, Donald J. Trump needs to become the next president of the United States. I don't care about anybody else, to be quite honest. Uh, and I do care about you. I care about we the people. Uh, we the people are the cure. We need to get up, get out and do something for this election, for our president and for yourself and for your kids and their kids and their kids' kids. There's a lot of you know narratives out there that are talking about, you know, you don't have to do anything because he's already the commander in chief. Come on, guys, knock it off, please. Donald Trump is running for 2024 and we need to get him elected. Did you like your communism? trial i didn't so i think we need to get involved shady we absolutely do and no i did not like it and i'm hoping that everybody else realizes that that's a little bit what you just went through is communism 101 because most people lives they don't they're not paying attention to politics they don't realize that their voice matters they don't realize that they can plug in and make a change until their things are get so out of hand that everyone feels like they're starting to lose what they find dear and valuable which is our country America, the idea of freedom, the idea of freedom of speech, the idea of freedom to defend yourself, the idea that you can own and defend your property. Those are the things that are truly under siege that no one can see. Yeah. And your your school systems. I mean, we've seen it. It's all there. I mean, the FBI arresting moms that care about their kids. Uh, mm-hmm. There are kids. Uh, hands off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. the, the board shady groove uh there's a you know the, there's a big you know flare up at the on the border with the republicans and democrats it's not a flip knock it off it's a problem guys we know it you know it the whole world knows it there there was a, a thing in uh chicago where they were uh addressing uh, i can't I, I don't remember the video but it was uh, a, a beautiful black lady that was sitting there saying why can't we close the border to chicago or illinois great question why mm-hmm. can't we stop with these, you know, these people, all of us, we, the people, are getting harmed by people that are coming through the border every day and they're acting like there's no border problem. There's a border problem, Shady Groove. There's a big border problem and the border problem is that it's wide open and that the administration is working with the cartels to traffic human beings into America. Yeah. Uh, Good Line Media is pushing the narrative Trump and the military are in charge and Christopher Reeve's Superman is alive. I saw that. That's Phil Godlowski. Uh, people are acting mm-hmm. like, oh, this truth, you guys are going to look at it. No, I don't need to look at it. I can discern from my own self, and you guys can look at it and believe whatever you want. But Trump, Donald J. Trump, is running for president. Period. Period. <laughs> <laughs> with that, you know, this is... Uh, uh, this Christopher Reeve is alive. Yeah. With uh, Elvis, he's hanging out with Elvis and Tupac. You didn't know that. Um, <laughs> by the way, you know, we need you healthy. So you don't, don't become Christopher Reeve, Elvis or Tupac. I'm just kidding. I got, I'm sorry for that. That was a bad comment, but we do need you healthy. 
Uh, you know, this show sometimes has some comedy in it. You know, we try. Not everything's funny, but, you know, we try anyways. But Field of Greens is serious. Fieldofgreens.com, using that code MG Show will get you to that road to better health. I know we've got a lot of people out here uh, using it out there, and they love it. Uh, I know we've gotten some great feedback. Uh for fieldofgreens.com using code MG show. They're an actual sponsor to our show. The only one that actually has the cojones to support the MG show. Uh, so go ahead with the better health promise. Uh, if you're not satisfied, you will get your money back. You'll get your six, uh, five, excuse me, five to six cups of vegetables uh, per day uh, with field of greens. It'll get, it'll get you with that, uh, you know, that increase in your metabolism, it'll get you increased energy so you can get to the gym door. The hardest part is getting to the door, getting through the door, you know, and going to the gym or walking your dog or walking your cat. I don't care what your guys are doing, walking your leather kitty cat, which is an iguana. You can walk that too. Just get out and do something, guys. Get out and get active. And uh, Field of Greens, using that code MG Show, fieldofgreens.com will help you do that. Shady, we've got a big show. Yeti, roll that beautiful boom footage. The Brighteon store understands the importance of getting all the nutrients you need to support the healthy functions of your body. Our nutrient-dense superfoods and supplements can help nourish your body and promote your optimal health and well-being. 100% customer satisfaction guarantee on all purchases. You deserve the best. BrighteonStore.com support this amazing platform and amazing patriots for humanity. Use promo code MGSHOW at checkout for additional savings. Government-induced inflation, taxes, rising interest rates, and political instability. They all have a crushing effect on our investments, often causing the stock market to go down. They can also cause gold and silver to go up. There's a time to be in stocks, bonds, and mutual funds, and there's a time to get out. This is the time to hold gold and silver. Kirk Elliott, double PhD, has been protecting individual Americans' assets for more than two decades. Hi, I'm Kirk Elliott. There is no such thing as a bad investment. There is only bad timing for investments. And now is the time to own gold and silver. Now is the time to own physical metals in an IRA, a 401k, and of course, outside of a retirement plan. Don't let the government destroy your hard-earned assets. Please call 720-605-3900. 720-605-3900 for gold, silver, and undeniable economic protection against out-of-control government. Support the guys and mention MG show when you call. Over the last 20 years, with all your support, we've been able to not only launch the original MyPillow, but also the MyPillow mattress topper, Giza Dream bed sheets, my slippers, and the MyPillow bath towels. But there's so much more. In fact, we have over 200 products, and I'm so confident that you'll love each and every one of them that when you go to MyPillow.com now, you'll immediately receive a free gift valued at $20 just for checking out the website. No purchase necessary. Get everything from my pillow blankets, sleepwear, kitchen towels, mattresses, duvets, pet beds, body pillows, comforters, couch pillows, bathrobes, and so much more. So go to mypillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get deep discounts on all my pillow products. And remember, just for checking out mypillow.com, you'll immediately receive a free gift valued at $20. No purchase necessary. This is a limited time promotion, so go to mypillow.com now. <clears throat> and welcome back to the MG show, uh, where we love Mike Lindell and, uh, my pillow, my using that code <clears throat> MG show will help you out immensely. 
Uh, call 800-873-0478. That's 800-873-0478. My pillow. Use code MG Show. Shady Groove, welcome back to the show. I think what I want to start off with today, and I know we want to talk about Chief's son, but I think I want to kick off this show with Lahaina. Lahaina has kind of like fallen, you know, to the wayside yeah. in the news. And I just I found a pretty good video. Uh, that I want to play for everybody to every, you know, just remember we have Lahaina going on guys. Uh, and Lahaina is, um, you know, uh, <laughs> under assault. The properties are under assault. They want to rebuild it. You know, these 15 minute cities and all this other stuff. So there's new details on the Lahaina fire. And I've got some, uh, 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 there is a Patriot that did uh, unreleased footage and multiple side-by-side -side before and after comparisons. I think I want to get right into this because we cannot let Lahaina fall out of the news, Shady. No, I completely agree, and that's exactly what they want. They want us uh, people not talking about those people because of the, uh, well, it looks like a land grab, but let's let's take a look at what you got. Yep, here we go. Okay, guys, this is the video a lot of people have been asking for. I'm going to do my best to tell you what I know about the fire, what I've been told about the fire in Maui, and I'm going to show a lot of unreleased footage. This first clip is the best I could do of a before and after side by side. Now, on the right side, you're going to see Google Street View, but it's 14 years old. And then on the left side, you'll see me walking through this neighborhood immediately after the fire. Now, I couldn't get back in here after I shot my initial footage. So obviously with Google Street View, it, it's going to be a series of 360 degree photos. I had to do a lot of editing. There was a lot of uh, dead animals in this initial clip. And so this is all unreleased. But let's talk about what I know about the fire and why it's taken some time to put this together. Now, it's awkward to make this video. Because my most watched best content about the Maui fire has been pulled down on some platforms for unspecified community standards violations, which I truly don't understand. I tried to appeal it. The video I'm talking about is simply things that did not burn during the Maui fire. And I went through hours of footage and I, I found things that survived the fire and kind of stood out. Uh, the umbrellas were one of them, but there was a bunch of others. And so... I'll say this again, I've said this in previous videos, but please go find me and follow me on other platforms because these videos still exist on some of them. I'm on TikTok, YouTube, X, and Rumble. So I don't know exactly how the independent fact checkers determine these things when I'm just showing the footage that I that I took on the ground and, and saying what I know about it. I, I don't know how that violates any community standards and you're not given an explanation of it. So for this video, I really don't want it to be pulled down. So I am going to keep this very objective. I'm going to give you both sides to the story and let you guys decide what you want to think. So let's wrap up the side by side. I mean, you can see it just looks like a nuclear bomb went off. I mean, I, it's like nothing I've ever seen before. Total decimation, totally flattened the city for miles. Now, I want to show you on the map what neighborhoods burned and what neighborhoods survived. So on the left side here, you see Kanapali Hillside. And then on the right side, you'll see Laniapoco. These are both affluent neighborhoods, multi-million dollar houses. Here, you see the uh, Safeway Shopping Center and then a bunch of commercial buildings above it. All of these areas survived. And the interesting thing about that is the less affluent neighborhoods around them burned. And that wasn't all just one area. It, it sort of skipped over areas 
and everything burned around the Safeway and the commercial buildings, uh, and and everything burned next to Laniapoco and next to Kanapali Hillside for the most part. Now, this is one of the few pockets that survived. This is Lahaina Luna after the fire, but this is a good representation of what a lot of the neighborhoods were like prior to the fire, a lot of the neighborhoods that burned. It's very densely populated. There are some of these houses, they'll have 15 or 20 people living in them. It's just a small residential house. Some people will be in the garage. You'll see many, many vehicles. You, you'll see uh, things piled up on the lawn. So this is why I've been through all these neighborhoods before the fire. Unfortunately, I didn't take any footage of them because I didn't have any reason to. But this is more or less what they looked like. So I think for some people, it seems almost too convenient that... If you looked at all of the West Side and you looked at all of Lahaina prior to the fire and somebody said to you, hey, we want to bulldoze everywhere that's not very rich, that's not very fancy, and we want to redevelop it. That's almost exactly what the fire did, which seems quite convenient. But the other side of that would be that these neighborhoods probably had a lot of code violations. They're very, very densely populated. There's a lot of stuff going on. So fire spreading, fire burning. Uh, seems like it might be more likely in these neighborhoods than the uh, the the more affluent, newer construction, metal roofs, tile roofs, what you find in the other neighborhoods. So what do I personally think about that? I don't even want to tell you because if I do, I, I feel like maybe my content will be pulled down. So I'll leave that up to you guys. That's the objective facts. But one opinion that I will offer as someone that has lived here and who you know, has seen what it's really like here. You have to be here for quite a while to really understand it. Is the government here is inept and incompetent beyond belief. It, it, it's it's unreal. And so things like this are really waiting to happen in Hawaii, in in my personal opinion. So I didn't see anything before the fire that looked like a fire break, proper brush clearance, controlled burns. Uh, you know, the power lines, a lot of them are on just old wooden poles. There didn't seem to be proper clearance with the trees. And and, and so I, these are things I observed before the fire. And I said to my wife, you know, when, when, when we were initially shopping for houses and things, I, I said, you know, if there's ever a fire, this place is, is it's going to be bad. And that's exactly what happened. So where do you draw the line and where do you know the difference between uh, tyranny and ineptitude and 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 know the difference between a a bigger nefarious plan and just total stupidity that i don't really know i don't know what the answer is to that but the uh do not underestimate the ineptitude of the government in hawaii now i do have an interview with a resident who lived in the neighborhood that burned and he saw the fire initially spreading behind the neighborhood. Now, I can post this interview. It's a pretty lengthy interview. And I don't know that this guy really, he, he didn't want to show his face. And he has kind of a distinct voice. So I can, I can I'll, I'll paraphrase it for right now. But basically, what he was saying is that there was large piles of material that were put there for affordable housing construction behind some of these neighborhoods. And when those caught on fire there were 100 foot flames and it was just dumping huge amounts of embers and and things sparking that were just blowing into the neighborhoods and there was not really any proper fencing or anything that separated these piles of construction material that were being used to construct workforce and affordable housing 
uh, from the actual neighborhoods. So he felt like that was a major catalyst of spreading the fire. I don't know for sure what happened with that. I'm just telling you what I was told. And the other thing that he was speaking about is the fact that uh, the government here is really kind of a club. There's locals that are in the club and people that are not in the club. And, and there's a real fear on the island from some people. I, I felt this way to some degree that if you piss off the government, that you're going to have issues with, with permits and with various other things if you want to do anything on your property. And so that's just a feeling I got. And these are just things I'm repeating that somebody else told me. So I'm not presenting this as a fact or as in, you know, really my opinion. I'm just trying to give you guys an idea of what it's like here, why so few people want to talk about it and how difficult it really is to determine whether all of this is just pure ineptitude or whether there's something bigger going on. I, I don't know the answer to that. Although I do find a lot of things exceptionally odd that are going on. So when they're rounding us up at the park, giving us special permission slips to be able to come back to our house and controlling the population in ways that I found to be very bizarre. And I think everybody that saw my videos of it agreed with that. You got an orange card, right? You put your name, you put your address. I also found it very odd the, the amount of emphasis they were putting on keeping people out, making a media-free zone, making it so you couldn't document anything. Uh, the amount of this black fencing that was going up, I know there was a firefighter who criticized me saying, oh, this is just a, just a dust fence and that's all it's used for. But you can see on this side-by-side -side video here, nothing burned behind this fence. They are just obstructing the entire uh, shopping center by the Safeway. And so I, I don't see how that could be for dust control. I don't see what the, why it would be necessary to have the National Guard not let you stop and look anywhere on the side of the road, not fly any drones. I don't know why it would be necessary to have these special police out harassing anybody that stopped on the side of the bypass. And I also find the bypass itself to be a little bit odd because they only just recently completed the road that is now the only way in, the only way out. And the old way that you used to go here is is totally shut down and you can't go through there. So you've got to go on this new road that they just finished, which also seems very convenient. I don't know what conclusions to draw from any of this. I'm just showing you guys what I've seen, telling you what I know, and letting the chips fall where they may. Now, this is not the only footage I have. I have much more footage that is still unreleased. I have a lot more to say about this. Unfortunately, my, my personal life has been a little bit chaotic since I've gotten back on the mainland. I don't really have a huge amount of time to devote to this. This is just kind of a side thing that I do sometimes. Uh, but this is the first time I've used all 10 minutes on TikTok. So as an added bonus for you guys, I will show you a picture I accidentally took of Oprah standing next to a half-naked man. <laughs> well, that's cool. Um, but very Woo. interesting perspective. Uh, we cannot let Lahaina get out of our thoughts and prayers, guys. Um, the government is inept over there. Every, there are a lot of governments across this whole nation that are corrupt AF, and we know that. Um, just pray for the people that, that they get their houses back. You know, we, we, we did a pretty big show on Lahaina not long ago. We showed the, the tribal, uh, people, they've been trying to come after their land for a long time. Uh, this particular area is basically part of the tribal area. Uh, you know, Shady, so it's, uh, it's something that we need to just keep an eye on. Uh, and, and we know that, you know, 
a lot of the riots that happened, you know, before Trump, you know, uh, in Missouri, there was the riots uh, and they had buildings exed so they would burn them so they could rebuild. And that was all behind, you know, with the Soros and the globalists and stuff like that. Um, so, so we understand how and how they work. We understand their playbook. Um, you know, could this be nefarious? I mean, Shady, you know, I don't know. I mean, I kind of don't know either. You know, it's like we look over and over again, you're seeing some of the most unbelievable stuff that we've ever seen. Um, you know, even out here in California and Oregon, seeing some of these fires that are doing this, this is not something that I saw growing up. Uh, none of us, I don't think, saw any type of fires like this, a fire tornado, fire cane, or whatever the hell they're calling these things that are, that occur out of nowhere. But it's interesting. interestingly enough, we have a lot of uh, information regarding the military and how the military decided, you know, can utilize fire to move people out of areas and all these different things. So there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, smoke around this issue. And another interesting thing is a huge amount of the city officials and government officials there in Hawaii are in a club. You know, like that that's kind of like been the uh, the talking point of a, of a lot of the locals there. They they don't feel like they're being heard. They don't feel like they're being listened to. And the Biden administration and the administration is kind of trying to take credit for doing something, and nothing is really getting done. And that's uh, confusing to them as well. So, yes, sir, I agree with it. We need to keep our thoughts and prayers for the people there. And by the way, they're still telling you that there's uh, people unaccounted for, like they're not counting the missing people as dead yet, which is just staggeringly unusual. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, definitely some sort of weird cover up there. And, you know, you've got... Uh, uh, you know, hopefully General Charlie Flynn is helping everybody out there as well. Uh, they said that they were helping. I haven't seen much help coming from National Guard except for, you know, some of the barriers there, you know, the checkpoints, uh, as we saw from James O'Keefe um, saying yeah. that you can film. It's the First Amendment right. And then the police are, the police are saying, uh, you can't film. You jail. Mm -hmm. You go to jail if you go to film. You know, it's like, oh, my God, you know, where are our rights anymore? And it's just journalists that want to actually document what's happened. This horrible, horrible tragedy. Um, but maybe they want a memory hole at Shady Groove. I don't know. Well, I mean, you know, it's going to be a situation similar to uh, uh, many of the others. They're going to come in with big machines and uh, excavators and start moving stuff around and pushing stuff out of the way and uh, getting as many people to not fight for their property as they possibly can. Yeah. Yeah, I want to uh, also point this out. This was funny. I saw the narrative machine uh, going yesterday. Uh, why is Zelensky asking real Donald Trump for a peace plan, but not Joe Biden? Uh, it's because he's probably going to be elected president in 2024. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not because Trump is the president right now, you're saying? <laughs> no. Because if he's the president right now, I think he's doing a pretty shitty job. And I don't, that's why I, I don't think he's the president. To, yeah, I would no. have to agree with you. I, I'm pretty sure that uh, this whole idea that we're letting, what, what was it, 2.2 million a year rolling in over that southern border? But they're still going to tell you there's only 8 million illegal people in the country. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, this is where what we do, guys. This is the MG show. It's where narratives go to die. <laughs> Here they come. Here come the ghosts in the machine. Very proud of that. I love that. I love that. I love thank you, Boris, for making that. <laughs> so he's our favorite uh, yeah, voice. 
Yeah, uh, Terminator says, nice legs on that ghost. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure yeah. the, uh, Yeti, Yeti did the stand-in. That's why he was shaving his legs a couple weeks back, so he could do the stand-in for, for the video there. Don't make me play that. <laughs> I was trying to. <laughs> um, I got to say, I got to give somebody a big hat tip. Uh, this is amazing. I'm sure it's just a spelling error. Uh, this is a billboard uh, in New York saying, Glory to Urine. <laughs> to meet Zelensky. Glory to Urine. I love it. <laughs> I said, uh, I quoted it. I quoted it yesterday. I said, somewhere, somewhere there's a patriot laughing. And they didn't use spiel cheek. Right. Spiel cheek. <laughs> One. <laughs> spiel cheek. Spiel cheek. I don't even know. Um, but I also forgot to play this yesterday, too. It's another thing. Uh, you know, this was the other day when Zelensky uh, was in the, uh, uh, the UN. Okay. Now, keep Keep in mind, this is one plus one media, okay? We learned about one plus one media as well, didn't we? One plus one media is basically Kolomoisky. Biden's friends. So breaking Biden's friend, Ihor Kolomoisky, one plus one media edited Zelensky's UN speech to make it look like he had a bigger audience. They forgot to edit out Zelensky himself sitting in the audience at the 14 <laughs> second mark. Check it out. Не розгортати цю історію, не розповсюджувати, не допускати погрози нею, не допускати тренування для того, щоб забезпечити ядерне роззброєння. І це хороша стратегія. Але So here he is watching his own speech, Shady. Man, I'm telling you there's a body double, Jeff. Але вона не повинна бути єдиною стратегією для того, щоб убезпечитися війни від останньої війни. Україна віддала третій за потужністю ядерний арсенал. Yeah. Glory to your end, Shady Grove. Everybody can have a clone, bro. Settle down. It's not like he has four clones in the audience. It's just one extra person. And he need to make the audience look bigger. It's like, it's like a, to, to make it look full. You know? You gotta have Put his clone in the seat. It's no big deal. So I'm going to uh, quash Shady's narrative. It was falsely <laughs> edited. Oh, there's no clone. <sighs> this is uh, Friday. I Jason, thought I could get away with it. Jason Sullivan gave us a homework assignment. He asked us to find out who owns One Plus One Media Group, and guess who it was? You guessed it, Ihor Kolomoisky. Uh, and this is one plus one media. And this was on a Friday. And then Kolomoisky, Ihor Kolomoisky, got arrested the very next day uh, or two days before. Uh, one plus one media group is one of the largest media holdings in Eastern Europe, which currently works 24-7 for Ukraine's victory in the war with Russia Federation to shape the public narrative against Russia. Uh, you know, this is, uh, you know, pretty interesting. It's a one plus one media includes the country's most respected TV channels. Uh, news resources that are the leaders in the UA net by the number of readers. And this is that logo right there with the capital stuff, right? This is the capital, you know, this is the, the video that they spread around uh, because they want you to think that Russians uh, attacked the capital when it was actually, you know, Proud Boys, Oath Keepers, and others led by possible others. Shady Groove. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's just really interesting the things we're starting to uncover with uh, Kolomoisky, and also uh, a lot of people don't want to talk about his uh, connections to Burisma. 
and the connections to the Biden administration very specifically. And also, this is spiderwebbing, everybody. It's going way outside of Ukraine. This is not just in Ukraine. This is a massive network that they are utilizing to uh, pretty much just propagandize all of Eastern Europe. Yeah. And uh, this is so so Zelensky arrived on Capitol Hill yesterday, where is he he is expecting to fleece the Bidens and you, the American people, for an additional twenty four billion dollars from the United States to fight Russia and the continued uh, support for covering the Biden crime family's business and others. Here he is walking in Shady Grove. President Zelensky, what's your message to Congress? Give me the money. Look at that. What a joke, huh? Complete joke. So, yeah. So I also uh, did something here too. Glory to Uran. Uh, what happens if Biden became president, knowing he, through Hunter Plus One, took massive amounts of bribes to change, look the other way, U.S. policy towards Ukraine in favor of Ukraine? Would Ukraine own and control? The White House, folks. Red carpet event. There are the criminals there. At least least she didn't wear an outfit that looks like the curtain. Well, those are blue curtains, Shady. Oh, they're blue curtains. God damn it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to destroy your narrative there, too. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, batting, I'm batting 0.0 today. It's Friday. We have a little fun. We do a little trolling. But look at that. You want to talk about disgust? All Americans should be up in arms watching our homelessness, our border, you know, porous millions of people pouring into this country. All they're doing is using charities and foundations to destroy your your country to make more votes to steal your vote guys from foreign and domestic billionaires to cover for their crimes and to make themselves more wealthy period trillions trillions and trillions of dollars have gone into this quote-unquote war on terrorism Think about what is what has occurred right now. You're talking about war on terrorism. Oh, we have to be so afraid of all of these people. There, we have we have to uh, we have to be uh, take away all of your freedoms because we got to make you safe from the terrorists. But think, look at what's going on right now at the border. Donald Trump asked for five billion dollars to build a wall, and they fought him tooth and nail. They literally wanted to like pull him off the TV screen every time he went on to say, "Hey, we're just looking for five billion. Where are we at now with Ukraine? A couple." hundred billion that we've sent over there at this point to fight a proxy war to do what secure a border that has already been uh breached by russia where they've already occupied most of what is considered the western edge of ukraine they're already there they're already rebuilding the cities in there with their own finances in those areas in the donbass so like the idea that you know you're going to like somehow push the russians out of there with another couple of billion dollars is farcical at best And you also, by the way, let's not forget that Biden approved the Keystone Pipeline as he came in on his administration. They gave them about, I don't know, what was it, like $350 billion every few months that was rolling into Russia, giving them 
all of the ammo and uh, and financing that they need to do what they're doing in Ukraine. So you're being played so many different ways. It's hard to even keep up. Yeah, it really is. And then they want you focused on other things and other people besides President Donald J. Trump. You know, I think people are starting to realize this right now. And, uh, you know, th th this is this election is more important than any election. We thought 2016 was important and 2020 got stolen. You know, we've got problems, folks. And why am I worried about other people that aren't running for president? Ask yourself that question. Why? We shouldn't be. Why are we raising money for other people that aren't running for president? Yeah. Yeah. Because Donald Trump needs us. Text to uh, text Trump to 88022 or go to DonaldJTrump.com. Wow. So uh, other breaking news, Shady Groove, we've got influence peddling. It should, mm -hmm. it, it's influence peddling. We've got Menendez indictment. Uh, he's got bribes of cash, luxury car. I, I think I saw a, buy, a hunter with a new Porsche uh, mm -hmm. and a diamond. Got paid. How come we can't do Hunter Biden, folks? So this is Menendez, Shady Grove. Uh, let's see if I've got the whole clip here. Uh, Menendez is in the Southern District of New York. Imagine that. Uh, now do Biden, guys. Check it out. Today I'm announcing that my office has obtained a three-count indictment charging Senator Robert Menendez, his wife Nadine Menendez, and three New Jersey businessmen, while Hannah, Jose Uribe, and Fred Davies for bribery offenses. The investigation that led to these charges has been run out of the Southern District of New York. The indictment alleges that between 2018 and 2022, Senator Menendez, the senior U.S. Senator from New Jersey, and the chairman of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, and his wife, Nadine Menendez, engaged in a corrupt relationship with Hanna, Uribe, and Davies. The indictment alleges that through that relationship, the senator and his wife accepted hundreds of thousands of dollars of bribes in exchange for Senator Menendez using his power and influence to protect and to enrich those businessmen and to benefit the government of Egypt. The indictment alleges that Hanna, Uribe, and Davies provided bribes in the form of cash, gold, home mortgage payments, a low-show or a no-show job for Nadine Menendez, a Mercedes-Benz, and other things of value to the senator and his wife. Now, constituent service is part of any legislator's job. Senator Menendez is no different. And as we explain in the indictment, there are things that Senator Menendez says he can do for his constituents and things that he says he cannot do for his constituents. He put it all on his Senate website. So for instance, it says he cannot compel an agency to act in someone's favor. It says he cannot says influence he cannot matters involved in business. It says he cannot get involved in criminal matters or cases, period. But we allege that behind the scenes, Senator Menendez was doing those things for certain people, the people who were bribing him and his wife. And let me say a little bit more about the conduct that's alleged in the indictment. The indictment alleges that Senator Menendez took several actions as part of this corrupt relationship. First, the indictment alleges that Senator Menendez used his power and influence, including his leadership role 
on the Senate Foreign Relations Committee to benefit the government of Egypt in various ways. Among other actions, Senator Menendez allegedly provided sensitive, non-public U.S. government information to Egyptian officials and otherwise took steps to secretly aid the government of Egypt. We also allege that Senator Menendez improperly pressured a senior official at the U.S. Department of Agriculture to protect a lucrative monopoly that the government of Egypt had awarded to HANA, a lucrative monopoly that HANA then used to fund certain bribe payments. Second, the indictment alleges that Senator Menendez used his power and influence to try to disrupt a criminal investigation and prosecution undertaken by the New Jersey Attorney General's office related to an associate and a relative of Uribe. Third, the indictment alleges that Senator Menendez used his power and influence to try to disrupt a federal prosecution of Davies in the District of New Jersey in two ways. First, by seeking to install a United States attorney who he thought could be influenced with respect to Davies. And second, by trying to influence that office to act favorably in Davies' case. And as we allege in the indictment, the senator agreed to do these things and use his power in this way because Hanna was paying bribes, because Uribe was paying bribes, and because Davies was paying bribes. Fortunately, the public officials the senator sought to influence did not bend to the pressure. That's a good thing. Now, as part of this investigation, special agents with the FBI executed search warrants on the residence and safe deposit box of Senator Menendez and Nadine Menendez in New Jersey. When they got there, they discovered approximately $500,000 of cash stuffed into envelopes and closets. Some of the cash was stuffed in the senator's jacket pockets. And some of the cash, some of the envelopes of cash contained Davy's fingerprints, Davy's DNA. That's not all. Agents also discovered a lot of gold, gold that was provided by Davies and Hanna. And the FBI, of course, found the Mercedes-Benz that Uribe had provided them. Now, the items that the FBI uncovered are discussed in the indictment, which I encourage all of you to read carefully. Let's take a look at just some of the items. So as you can see here, this is the Mercedes-Benz that we allege that Uribe provided as part of the scheme. You see here are three kilograms of gold. These three kilograms together are worth approximately $150,000. And of course, here you can see just a fraction of the cash that was uncovered as part of the scheme. Now, I want to make a couple of things very clear. First, my office remains firmly committed to rooting out public corruption without fear or favor and without any regard to partisan politics. That's in our DNA. Always has been, always will be. And second, this investigation is very much ongoing. We are not done. And I want to encourage anyone with information to come forward and to come forward quickly. And they can do that by reaching out to the FBI's tip line at 1-800-CALL-FBI. Now, a case of this magnitude requires tremendous partnership. And I want to thank our partners at the FBI who have been with us since day one and have been absolutely incredible every step along the way. I also want to thank our partners at the IRS for their assistance in this investigation.
And I want to thank our colleagues from around the Department of Justice, who are far too many to name here and to thank specifically, but they have also been invaluable. And of course, I want to thank the career prosecutors from my office who are handling this investigation. They have done tremendous work. Eli Mark, Laura Pomerantz, Dan Richenthal, Paul Monteleone, and their supervisors, Rebecca Donaleski and Maureen Comey, the chiefs of our office's public corruption unit. I now want to invite up to the podium FBI Assistant Director in Charge, James Smith. Jim. Good morning. So I'm not going to go any further into the case as the U.S. Attorney Damian Williams explained, but what I want to talk about more or less is, hey, the FBI's public corruption, excuse me, the FBI investigating public, public corruption is one of our top priorities, and we will continue to investigate public corruption cases. Um, I want to thank the agents, the team over here from the FBI, the IRS, uh, for their hard work into this investigation. They've spent many hours and days and weeks and months working this. So, sounds like Hunter Biden and Joe Biden and everyone else, Shady. I mean, can we now do them? Where's the SDNY there? Can we now work up chain, Shady Group, bottom to top? Can we do it now? Can Shady, understand what... Nope. Now you are not. Now you are. There you go. I wasn't. Oh, did did Yeti mute me? Because I wasn't muted. Um. Yeah. Well, what is what's interesting is that uh, what we're we're seeing that the that Department of Justice understands what bribery is. We didn't think they understood what that was because they never really seemed to. And they're all of a sudden they're talking about you know all these different things of the way that they're going to uh to uh, malign Trump and attack Trump and go at Trump and all these charges that they're throwing at Trump. Well, they never really threw any bribery charges at Trump, even though they say that he takes all this money. They never really threw any sedition charges at Trump and all of these different things. That this this is what's really going on. What Bob Menendez is doing is the exact same thing that Hunter and Joe are doing, and many other people, not just Democrats. The Uniparty, remember that, everybody, going forward, we're really, you know, I mean, I think we're at the point now where we can realize that there is a Uniparty and we have good guys in there that are trying to, like, break it up. But the reality of the situation is they don't care about you. They care about their bottom line and their bottom line is what they will protect at the end of the day. And uh, this is not the first time Bob Menendez has been in a situation like this. It happened a while back and they were and they basically the DOJ and everybody kind of got at, got rid of it and pushed it away and didn't really follow through on it. Well, now here we are again. I'm hoping that they're learning what bribery is now. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> is he, and that was just, obstruction yeah, and, too. Yeah, and I'm kind of shocked too that they're going after him, Shady Grove. In you know, in light of what we know now with all the corruption, I, I, I am kind of shocked too, which makes me think that somebody somewhere didn't do what they were supposed to do, and so you get a knock on the door. Yeah, yeah. Now do Biden just like Hunter? Yeah. In fact, I think mm -hmm. uh, let, watch this bought and paid for if the feds are right. It's incredible. And to the point about the intelligence, that is what is so shocking. You turn to page nine of this indictment, Chris, here's what you find. Listen to this paragraph. Menendez and Nadine Menendez again met with Hanna, that was a business partner, on or about May 6, 2018. 
Later that same day, Menendez sought from the State Department non-public information regarding the number and nationality of persons serving at the U.S. Embassy in Cairo, Egypt. Although this information was not classified, it was deemed highly sensitive because it could pose significant operational security concerns if disclosed to a foreign government or made public without telling his professional staff uh, that he was doing so, Menendez texted that sensitive non-public embassy information to his girlfriend, and then we'll skip down to where it says Nadine. Yeah, and I yeah, and I'd like to also you you can skip down all you want, but let's read this Shady Grove. Just an FYI, a number of Americans, combination of diplomats, commercial services, U.S. aid, U.S. aid is controlled by the. Uh, Remember, we we got the USAID. Uh, they're involved with Metabiota. Okay, USAID is also the DNI, or excuse me, the um, yep. um, the uh, the pentagram, Pentagon underneath the Pentagon. Other a number of Egyptians, local employees, staff. This is what America's embassy summary of ratio are Egyptians working for at the embassy. So USAID now includes, in my opinion, Hunter Biden, Shady Grove, and Joe Biden. Yes, sir. And is this is is this a possible lead in? I highly doubt it. But the reality of the situation is, all of it has been going on under the complete like open. It's been open. Nobody's been hiding it mm -hmm. for decades. That's right. Nobody's been hiding it. And again, you were uh, talking about. Uh, this is this is his second corruption case in eight years. And I guarantee you that he did so because he thought that he was the system would end up protecting him. And maybe that would have been true if his last name had been Biden. Yeah, it's a great point. He did this having just escaped narrowly another corruption allegation. It's just brazenness. Tommy, Hunter, obviously a separate case. Hunter wasn't working in government, but the allegation, of course, that it was influence peddling his dad's vice president. There are similarities in that Hunter Biden gets a, a diamond Hunter Biden uh -huh. gets money for a sports car. I said Hunter that Biden earlier. at Burisma. Hunter Biden with CEFC yeah. China. Imagine what that. is it about Washington and the drinking water that people think they can do this stuff? We're going to be leaving Brighteon.tv. Brighteon.tv, thank you very much for your support. If you want to donate to the show, go to uh, mg.show slash donate. We'd really appreciate it uh, as we are, you know, no cash app, no PayPal, uh, no uh, Patreon, no uh, T-shirts, uh, Teespring got us, uh, and many others. Uh, but you can also watch the rest of the the show at rumble.com slash MG show. We take a five minute break at uh, one o'clock red state talk radio, uh, red state talk radio.com or just use your spy device and say, tune in to red state talk radio and you'll hear us. Uh, and then, you know, we've also got the podcasts, uh, but we'll be continuing here. Rumble.com slash MG show. Yeah. She was making me wonder what was in the water at Fox news, Jeff. There's something over there in yeah. the water at Fox News that makes them not be able to see that Donald Trump is kicking the ass of every other single candidate in the GOP primary by a long shot. But every day, uh, Sean Hannity and crew have got some other moron out there that thinks he can be president throwing footballs at the people in the audience. It's absolutely hysterical. The Fox News water drinking cooler is something bad is in it. You know, and that's maybe we need to send Fox News a, a bunch of Field of Greens. Go to fieldofgreens.com. Use that code MG show, Fox News. Yeah. That's a great idea. Maybe they'll come around and their brains start working again. Oh, my God. And, you know, it, it uh, you know, we've got Murdoch and his son is worse than Murdoch. And from what I'm understanding, oh, yeah. need to do a little oh. dig on, digging on him. Uh, but, you know, look at what happened. They went anti Donald J. Trump and uh, Trump won again.
Fox viewership dropped. Uh, the, you know, there's only a couple of good ones still on there, in my opinion. Um, but, you know, the rest of the, the shows are just, you know, garbage. It completely. And uh, the way that uh, what they had to do whenever they got rid of Tucker and jumble everything up and move it all around like their uh, their viewership is extremely down. They're back down to numbers that are comparable to MSNBC and CNN. Mm -hmm. Very interesting, man. Wow. Uh, I'm trying to find uh, there is a Trump truth on that. OK, here we go. Uh, many people. Let me just make it a little bit larger for the screen screen uh, many people are saying that you forced rupert murdoch into retirement i do not believe this is so but while we're at it how about getting rid of a democrat mitch mcconnell who gives radical left lunatics together with his small band of automatic yes votes everything they want there is zero republican leadership in the united states senate make america great again yeah we have a uh you know, we, we thought it was bad whenever we had one crypt keeper, which was Feinstein in the Senate. Now we've got Feinstein, we got Fetterman, we got McConnell, and then we got Biden as the president. I mean, I'm telling you, like the, the American political establishment system is aging rapidly. And yeah, you know, you said Biden. And then what about Biden, right? You said, Did you say Biden? You might have. Tales from the crypt. Yeah, I said <laughs> Biden at the end. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Tales from the crypt, Shady Groove. All of them. Well, I mean, uh, he, and, he, know, he, he, he failed upwards. He, he was a horrible senator and he failed into the presidency. Yeah. Very interesting. Very interesting. So, you know, we, we got this. This is a new poll out. Uh, Trump is 49% plus seven. Uh, DeSantis stays the same in Iowa. This is Iowa. He holds a 33-point lead for Republican nomination. Look at this, 49% plus seven in Iowa. DeSantis, 16% stays equal. Haley moved plus three. Uh, Scott, minus six. Ramaswamy, plus one at seven. Pence, four. Burgum, four. Chris Christie, negative two at 2%. And Johnson, 1%. That's the change versus August. These people are flailing. But there's going to be a debate in, in uh, Trump-Tana. <laughs> I mean, Montana. We don't right? care. And, and isn't it funny because the, this is what Fox is trying to do. They're trying to put all these people on consistently all the time so that each of these people can maybe pull a few points away from Donald Trump. That's been their plan the whole time. And guess what? Trump is still at the same spot, if not higher in most polls than he was whenever all these uh, people, I started to say something, when all these people started to run for president. Thank you. Yeah, it's right. Uh, media by, uh, excuse me, Godan says, Wood Shavings, a great show today, MG. That's a $5 Rumble rant. We got another one here. Mickey B. Hey, fam, off to a funeral. Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, prayers for the family and you. Uh, so I'm popping in and out and out to say I love you. Stay the course. Have a great weekend. See you Monday. Wolverines. <laughs> Thank you very much uh, for that. Uh, you know, we are not funded by anybody but you. Obviously, this week we're funded by Field of Greens, fieldofgreens.com. Shady Groove, our number one, oh my gosh, just flew by. Friday, one done. One done. Friday. Stay tuned for the second hour. Shady, why don't you take it away? Let's do it. Stay tuned for our number two of the Matrix Groove Show, live on Red State Talk Radio, coming right up after these words in the Matrix with 3Xs.com. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? 
The Brighteon store understands the importance of getting all the nutrients you need to support the healthy functions of your body. Our nutrient-dense superfoods and supplements can help nourish your body and promote your optimal health and well-being. 100% customer satisfaction guarantee on all purchases. You deserve the best. BrighteonStore.com support this amazing platform and amazing patriots for humanity. Use promo code MGSHOW at checkout for additional savings. Government-induced inflation, taxes, rising interest rates, and political instability, they all have a crushing effect on our investments, often causing the stock market to go down. They can also cause gold and silver to go up. There's a time to be in stocks, bonds, and mutual funds, and there's a time to get out. This is the time to hold gold and silver. Kirk Elliott, double PhD, has been protecting individual Americans' assets for more than two decades. Hi, I'm Kirk Elliott. There is no such thing as a bad investment. There is only bad timing for investments. And now is the time to own gold and silver. Now is the time to own physical metals in an IRA, a 401k, and of course, outside of a retirement plan. Don't let the government destroy your hard-earned assets. Please call 720-605-3900. 720-605-3900 for gold, silver, and undeniable economic protection against out-of-control government. Support the guys and mention MG show when you call. Welcome back. Our number two, the Matrix Group Show on Red State Talk Radio. Sometimes in life the road we're on is not the one we choose It's home when we find ourselves in someone else's shoes We sing a song of victory and then we sing the blues But through the highs and lows, no we ain't losing hope It's gonna be hard times, gonna be long nights Gonna be days when we're praying just to make it through But when it goes so wrong, we gotta just hold on The promise that you gave us, your love will not forsake us in these hard times Last forever, no, no, seasons always change. Changes for the better when your love becomes our strength. You make beauty from the ashes, you cover us in grace. So when darkness tries to knock us down, we'll lift you up in praise. It's gonna be hard times, gonna be long nights, gonna be days when we're praying just to make it through. But when it goes so I'm gonna praise you. I'm gonna praise you in the hard times. I'm gonna praise you. I'm gonna praise you. I'm gonna praise you in the hard times. Your love will lift me. Your love will lift me. Your love will lift me. 
Hard times, guys. That's uh, Pepe Productions by Q the Marines. Uh, go to QTheMarines.com. He's also on Telegram and Twitter. Uh, I love that song. I saw it today uh, with everything that we're learning, everything that we're going through together for the last five years has been amazing and hard and grand all at the same time. And when we start digging on people and things, sometimes it's hard because we're challenging. Our belief systems. Shady Groove, welcome back. Thank you for playing that, my friend. Really, really great message there. And to all of you out there, it's uh, exactly what Jeff has just said. The, the thing that we know for sure is that America won't work with secrets. And America doesn't work with secrecy. And people that are coming to be elected or people that want to be serving in office, that's great. We appreciate their service. But they have to be vetted and they have to be questioned and they should be willing to stand up and answer any questions, no matter what they are, actually, especially whenever they are pointing to the political theater that we're seeing. A lot of people do a lot of nonsensical things left and right, meaning nonsensical, like they do things because they don't understand or they pretend like they don't understand and everybody thinks that they're just stupid. I have a different take on things. I don't think that people that are playing political games are very stupid at all. I think they're extremely smart and cunning, and uh, you're the mark. Yeah, uh, amen. Uh, so that's Hard Times, a 2023 Anon Anthem, and uh, those are toadies in that video, a.k.a. frogs, and frogs to destroy them. And this is the link right there. Why don't you go over there and tell them that, you know, the MG Show sent you. Played it today on the show. Uh, that's Q the Marines. He's been a friend of ours, and he's uh, watching what we're talking about as well and uh, question, asking questions, too. That's exactly what we should all be doing every single day. J.D. Absolutely. That's how we get our country back. Yeah. Amen to that. So, Shady Groove, uh, did you have anything prepared in regards to Sund? Um, I have I actually have a video here that I was going to play, Jeff. I'm not sure if it might be better for me to send you the link instead of play it because my internet is being a little bit choppy, and I noticed during the break that it was bouncing around. So if I copy okay. the link here and send it to you um, through the uh, vMix, it's a yep. – uh, uh, I'll do that real quick. Okay, you got it, and okay, we'll play that because – Whoa, whoa, I just had some weird feedback. Hello? Um, that could have been Yeti. I'm not sure, but uh, – what I want to do, wow, it's weird. We talk about Chief Sund and our connection goes all wacky. Um, but Chief Sund, uh, Shady, why don't you set it up a little bit while I get it going? I don't, you know, go ahead. Uh, yeah, well, uh, we, we kind of, uh, we, we weren't here on Monday, and uh, Mr. Sund, uh, we've uh, played his interview here before of, of his, uh, some of his stuff that he did with Tucker Carlson, but he was up there on the hill on Monday. And it's just very interesting that uh, some of us can't, um, 
No, you go ahead and talk, but something's really weird in my headphones. Yeah, that's odd. I'm 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 hearing a little bit of an unusual echo too. Um, but but uh, he was up on Capitol Hill on Monday, and very interestingly enough, the stuff that he's talking about Nancy Pelosi and uh, the, uh, uh, the the what really happened up there, because they're still trying to run with this narrative that Donald Trump didn't offer any help, there was no assistance offered. But we all are supposed to understand the government and re- realize that Nancy Pelosi is the person who is in charge. She is the speaker, was the speaker of the house. She is in charge of security at the Capitol building. And some of the stuff that Mr. Sun said was very interesting. Yep. And Shady, why don't you go ahead and refresh? I'm going to go ahead and uh, play this video. It's here we go. Members of the committee and Congress are thankful for your prior service to the U.S. Capitol Police and your commitment to protecting members, staff and visitors. My priority as chairman of the Committee on House Administration is to depoliticize Capitol Police. I'm committed to ensuring the U.S. Capitol Police has the tools, resources, and leadership it needs to keep our community safe. I also remain committed to supporting our law enforcement officers and the work they do each day. Today we're here to discuss the security failures that occurred on January 6, 2021, and how we can prevent these failures from occurring again. I want to dive into the questions, uh, Chief Sun. In your transcribed interview, you mentioned that you met with the House Sergeant-at-Arms regarding the National Guard prior to January 6th. Is that correct? Yes, sir. And who is the House Sergeant-at-Arms uh, leading up to and on January 6th? Uh, that would be Paul Irving. And the, the House Sergeant-at-Arms is appointed by who? It was appointed uh, that, at that time by Speaker Pelosi. And in your transcribed interview, you mentioned that when you first brought up the National Guard to the House Sergeant-at-Arms in the days leading up to January 6, uh, that Mr. Irving said he, quote, didn't like the optics, end quote. Is, is that correct? That, that is correct. He, uh, he referenced being concerned for optics. And on January 6, when you went to Mr. Irving to get his approval to call in the Guard, Mr. Irving said he would, quote, run it up the chain. Is that correct? Uh, yes, sir. That was a telephone call. I didn't see him in person when I first made that request. The House Sergeant at Arms is considered probably the most senior security official on the House side. Uh, when Mr. Irving says yes to, quote, run it up the chain, end quote, what did that mean? Uh, I took that to mean his leadership chain. And in, in who would be his leadership chain? It would if be, he's, he's, he's functionally the most senior uh, security official on the House side, correct? That's his, that's his title. That's part of the title, the senior uh, law enforcement official for the House of Representatives but he would have been referring to the leadership team that goes up to uh, Speaker Pelosi. So the, the political leadership team, meaning, meaning elected officials, not, not another security official, is that? That, that is correct, sir. He's the top security official for the House. So running up the chain would most likely, in, or in your opinion, is, is through the Speaker's office and possibly to Speaker Pelosi? That would be where it end, yes. Okay, so, so let, let's park that there and then let's jump to a, a second set here. Um, in a press conference on January 7th, Speaker Pelosi called for your resignation on national television. Speaker Pelosi also stated that she had not talked to you since the initial breach of the Capitol. But according to your transcribed interview, you were on the phone with Speaker Pelosi a few times. Uh, can you explain that discrepancy? Yeah, that is, uh, that, that is correct. I uh, spoke to Speaker Pelosi um, three times uh, that, that evening. And uh, she went on national TV and said I'd never spoken to her, but I spoke to her three times um, the three, uh, three times were the first time when I went over to brief uh, President, uh, Vice President Pence at the secure location, um, 
I'd called uh, um, House Sergeant Arms Irving, told him I was going over to brief the uh, Vice President. I was also going over to do a personal assessment of the Capitol. At that point, things were getting under control. Uh, went over there, briefed him on when we can get them back into chambers with you know, uh, Mr. Irving being fully aware. Uh, he said he wanted to get Speaker Pelosi on the phone. He made a phone call from his cell phone at approximately 534, uh, where I first briefed Speaker Pelosi. Uh, the second call was when I left that location. As I was walking away, I met up with Mr. Stinger, and we started walking over to the Senate to go brief the Senate. When uh, Jennifer Hemingway, I believe it was Jennifer Hemingway, handed me his cell phone, and it was Emily Barrett's cell phone calling her, and it was Speaker Pelosi on the other line. This is my call, second call with Speaker Pelosi, questioning the information I'd given to uh, Vice President Pence about when we can get back into chambers. I assured her that information was correct. I could get them back into chambers by 7, uh, 7 p.m., and the call ended. That was call number two. Call number three was 6.25 p.m. I was over at the Senate uh, from the secure location, I mean, from where the Senate had been sequestered, uh, and on a uh, cell phone using Robert Karam's cell phone, they dialed leadership, was over off-site at a secure location, and I briefed all of the leadership of the plans to get them back into chambers. That would have been call number three. With okay, let me re I'm going to reset the so board. Have one call, I just put another call, link in there for Jeff calls, if he needs it so after this. Speaker Pelosi's comments that she didn't speak to you are inaccurate. That is correct, sir. Let me, let me shift gears and go back uh, as it relates to the optics of bringing people up to Capitol Hill and, and running things up the chain of command, ultimately to the Speaker's office. Do you think Speaker Pelosi's office uh, or Speaker Pelosi herself um, politicized Capitol security? Um, I, I, have, I, have no, I have no idea on that, sir. Okay. Uh, any other clarifications you'd like to make as it relates to Speaker Pelosi's comments that you didn't speak to her? Um, I just, you know, wish she had considered that, wish she had considered some of the stuff that I've faced and the efforts I went through uh, to bring in the outside resources uh, on that day before she called for her resignation. All right, we're back. So Pelosi, Shady Groove. Okay, gotcha. All right, I th so yeah, so we are having some shady issues, if you will. Um, there is no... I don't hear any background noise you guys are talking about, but uh, shady video. That sounds bad. I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> um, let me get that here going right now. Let me just see if it's this one here. Uh, paste. And I got to make sure I don't paste it in the wrong browser, guys. We do it live every time. So here we go. This is the next video. Uh, Chief Sun for five minutes. It's the same video. Sorry. Good afternoon. It's the same video. <sighs> um, but let's keep going on this as well uh, while I look at this. So Democrats are stupid with the video. They can't find the pipe bombers even. Let's go. Let's play a few more. See this. Uh, I'm reading here. Mr. Irving only provided security information to Republicans after receiving distinct instructions from Democratic leadership. On, on January 4th, he sent a text to Fleet asking him to, quote, act surprise when, email Ir, uh, e when Irving emailed him and his Republican counterpart information about the joint session. What do you, is there anything wrong with that? Um, just want to make sure I understand. Just so Fleet basically, uh, Irving basically asked Fleet to act surprised about the information when he was sending it to the Republican. In other words, he knew the information before, but he was withholding it from the minority party. Uh, that's one of the big problems you have with the Capitol Police Board and the uh, and the Sarge Arms. They're too politicized. Well, um, did you resign because you wanted to? No, I didn't. I love the uh, Capitol Police. I love the men and women. I, I personally like. believe you were a scapegoat. 
You were a scapegoat of conditions that were set forth that were you could not succeed. What happened on January 6th was unforgivable, but the conditions were set forth by the former speaker and two house, a sergeant at arms for the conditions for that to occur. Absolutely. I don't care if the, cap, if the National Guard were out there. I don't care about optics. I care about safety. Absolutely. It's a dereliction of duty of the former speaker, her staff, and the two sergeant at arms. Let me ask one more line of questioning. Pipe bombs. Day before January 6th, live pipe bombs were planted outside the Republican and Democrat Party headquarters. The U.S. Capitol Police has not received any insight into the FBI investigation, which is astonishing because members of Congress on both sides may very well have been targeted by these bombs. During a hearing this summer, the U.S. Capitol Police Board, I called on the board to request a briefing from the FBI to the status of this investigation. The board committed to do so. Mr. Chairman, I submit this letter to the record verifying the request. Chief Sun, before you resign, can you recall anything about the pipe bomb incident? Other than the time they were called out, us sending resources over to them and hearing both the, the RNC and the DNC. First, I went out the RNC and I was worried that that could be a distracting, distracting um, for us. And then the second one came out and that raised a lot of concerns. That's to your initial uh, comments originally, here we are several years out. You think it's acceptable that the FBI still cannot identify the individual placing the pipe bombs? I find it very, very surprising knowing the security level that we have down here, the amount of resources that can be available for an investigation. I'm surprised that we have. I, I find it absolutely surprising. Same thing with a bag of cocaine in the White House that probably had fingerprints and every camera known to God in that building. <laughs> and so, again, I'll say, what happened on January 6th was absolutely wrong, but the conditions set forth by the speaker, her administration, and the two sergeant-at-arms and whoever was complicit with that absolutely allowed you to fail. And then members of Congress. Wow. You can't even find a bag of cocaine in the White House. That's amazing. Uh, <laughs> are you back, Shady? I think I'm back. I'm sorry for the interruption there. I, I, I was trying to fix it with Yeti in the background. Massive awesome, awesome. Yeah. So you would think, so uh, people are asking when this was. This was September 19th, guys. Uh, uh, what's the date today? The 22nd. It was Monday. So it was two days. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Two days ago was Monday? <clears throat> uh, the 19th was Monday. Or maybe it was Tuesday. Tuesday. 19th, 20, <laughs> 21. Tuesday. 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 <laughs> I think it was posted on Tuesday. So would you think that they wanted January 6th to happen the way that they held back the National Guards and the intelligence reports while the Oath Keepers and the Proud Boys were bridging, or, you know, breaking into the Capitol and creating violence? Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty insane. And know that uh, anytime politics gets involved in law, in law enforcement, it could be or lead. Uh, to something very dangerous. It's one of the reasons as to why when I first got here, I, I still question if the Capitol Police Board is the correct oversight and management of the Capitol Police. In your book, you noted how security issues were usually, quote, approached from a political perspective and not based purely on security. What did you mean by that? So oftentimes, if we were having a, a major event uh, that was coming up here, uh, whether it was a, a demonstration, whether it was a uh, healthcare, immigration, or even one of the um, Supreme Court nominations, we'd put together a security plan 
Then the uh, Sarge Arms, after they uh, reviewed the security plan, had me go out and brief it to some of the committees. One would often be the Committee on House Administration. Uh, when I'd go out and brief what we're going to do, if we're going to put in, um, like, like um, fence off the east front of the Capitol, uh, I'd often get pushback about, you know, why you got to be a block off the east front of the Capitol, why do you got to have your people in hard gear, things that a, a commander or a chief of police should be able to make those, uh, those uh, decisions. So you, you weren't able to make decisions as a law enforcement professional. Your decisions were based on political interference. Often oftentimes there would be interference from, from staffers and, and members themselves asking, you know, questions about why you got to have them in. So individuals that had zero experience in law enforcement were influencing you on the decisions that you had to make for the best interest of this capital. That is correct, sir. You also noted in your book that as part of your role as chief of police, you had to, quote, cater to a multitude of bosses. In the lead up and on January 6th, who would you have been referring to in this statement? That would have been mainly the, uh, the two sergeant arms, trying to work things between the two of them. Moving forward, how do we ensure that security decisions are made solely based on law enforcement expertise and not on politics? You, you know, my number one recommendation is you need to depoliticize the Capitol Police Board. You've got two laws out there, and people always bring up, you know, why does leadership get called into things? It's Congress that has leadership listed on, on laws. You have 2 U.S. Code 1970, 2 U.S. Code 1974 that both list either a review or approval process needed before the Capitol Police can implement those parts of um, the code. One is uh, special police officers. When we brought in outside resources, we had to swear in the special police officers, and there's a requirement that that be approved by leadership. And it specifically says the speaker, the spe uh, speaker pro tem, stuff like that. So I would take that out. Let the Capitol Police Board give the, the police department, let them be the final authority of what constitutes law enforcement actions you're going to take. Don't let, there's no reason that members of Congress should be involved or listed on laws as approving it. All that does is politicize things. So take them out of it, get a police board that's willing to make, you know, the appropriate decisions and allow the chief to make decisions to protect the men and women that are our legislators. I know it's rare on Capitol Hill, but it seems to make perfect sense. Going to January 6th, the actual day, is it true that the National Guard was stationed nearby and could have responded quickly had they been authorized to help by the Capitol Police Board? That is, that is correct. They were within eyesight of the, of the Capitol. And one thing I'd say real quick as it came up in the last series of questions, I'd have you enter in um, Joint Publication 3-28 from the Department of Defense, specifically the emergency authority of the National Guard to respond they can immediately respond. They don't need to wait for anybody else, and there should be no authorization for higher headquarters you know, instructions. That should be looked at closely. So yeah. you just said that the National Guard was in earshot from... Many were with an eyesight. With eyesight their, of the Capitol. With their riot gear, even though they were told not to have it. So is it also true that the New Jersey State Police made it to the Capitol before the National Guard did? That is correct, sir. Any reason? Um... The National Guard, who's only two miles from our headquarters, you know, sat and waited for the evening crew to come in. While the Pentagon was still sending resources to protect generals' homes, they sent me nobody to help my men and women. Okay, and I only have 30 seconds left. When were you finally given the green light to bring the National Guard to the Capitol? At 2.08 p.m. Um, at at 2.08 p.m., the... So that was over an hour after you originally asked? That is correct. Um, I'm sorry, 2.09 p.m. Um, 2.09 p.m., Irving finally gave me approval. I still remember where I was sitting because I screamed to the uh, um, watch commander, mark the time because I finally got approval to bring the National Guard. Finally got approval.
Now, Shady, I think I want to connect this to another uh, while I get it. Uh, go ahead and give me your thoughts. Okay. I have a couple of different thoughts here. Uh, number one, I'd like to uh, re remind everybody about the uh, the threats that were being assessed that day. Another part of what Mr. Sun talks about is that they had more credible threats that there were going to be uh, violence or that people were being targeted, like over 20, quote unquote, terrorist threats that they were uh, being reported that was coming in. So what we have been paying attention to is it seems like these people that set up these calls that made these threats was uh, some sort of a way for the fed, the feds to get confidential human sources on these targets of uh, 10, maybe 12 people per target that they put in the, uh, that they put in the crowd that day, uh, whether or not these people were plants or not, I'm not sure. But from some of the depositions and testimony, the number of them for sure were Oath Keepers and Proud Boys who made those calls. That's right. And uh, let's play this. Uh, Chief Sund from Tucker. All him, I said, send me the National Guard as quick as you can. I'm going to get approval any minute. Because he asked, will you have approval from the Capitol Police Board? And I said, I'll have approval any minute. Please just get them coming this way. So they're within eyesight. Shortly after 2.09, I talked to them. 2.34, I get a notification to get on a call with the United States Pentagon. I have to sell my request for the National Guard. I'm on the call with a Lieutenant General Piat, Piat, trying to make sure I have his uh, name pronounced right, and a um, General Flynn is on the call. Uh, and name pronounced right, and a um, General Flynn, uh, name pronounced right, and a um, General Flynn, name pronounced right, and a um, General Flynn is on the call. Uh, and it's mainly Piat that I'm uh, that I'm speaking with. I, I get on the call. Mayor Bowser's on the call. Uh, Chief Conti's on the call. Um, and I said, I need the National Guard immediately. This is an urgent, urgent situation. I still remember saying urgent twice. This is urgent, urgent. And they they got to be looking at the same TVs I'm looking at. Um, I need the National Guard immediately. You know what his response is? Don't like the optics of the National Guard on Capitol Hill. All him, I said, send me the National Guard. So we like the optics of the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers on Capitol Hill, though. Is that what we're understanding? That is exactly what we're understanding. We, we're understanding how the feds and Nancy Pelosi were cooperating to make this optic that has been used to smear Donald Trump for the last three and a half years since he left office or two and a half years. Yeah. Uh, you know, so who was on the front lines, guys? You know, we know. And, you know, look at this. Check this out. And we're going to play this again because one of our mods got attacked by the per this person uh, in this group. Check it out. This is Boone Cutler, co-author of 5G Warfare. So there's one. This is uh, an Oath Keeper as well, I believe. Uh, this is another one uh, right here. Boone Cutler. Okay. So, you know, why are they there? And POTUS is still speaking. Uh, this is uh, Brian Gamble, uh, and I'll point him out because people need to understand, uh, and I'm just asking questions. Why is he here filming I-70Q? Brian Gamble. 
So just interesting questions. Very interesting questions. What do you got there? Oh, I see. Yeah. Bring it back up. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. This is from Brian Gamble. Restars. He is connected to General Flynn. This is a fact. He's on the Little Flowers Advisory Board. Uh, and that's awesome. I just look more like a ninja. Pulled my mask down so Jim Watkins knew who it was. Maybe I'm Q. Here he is right here behind the Capitol Police blending in, not getting arrested, not getting thrown around. There he is with his little mask on. Pretty well prepared. <clears throat> Very well prepared. Just asking. Instead, and, and, we and, get called next. Shady. Well, th th that's the point. And I'm not trying to make a claim of anything other than th what I'm seeing occur here and the coordination that I'm seeing occur. I'm not sure exactly what it was that they were doing, but I know that they were doing something. I know that they were not just peacefully protesting at the Capitol. They were up to something. They were coordinating. You don't have earpieces and military gear and riot gear and wear all of this stuff unless you're anticipating something, everybody. I know many, many people that were there at the Capitol that day, they showed up in their T-shirts and in their coats and sweaters and in their hats and with their flags. They didn't have riot gear on, they didn't have milk, and they didn't have pepper spray. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, this is very interesting, too. I'm going to make three calls, two to keep people in the campaign to get information, uh, and then one to General Flynn. What are they doing? What are they doing? What are they arranging? I'm not sure. But it's something. Never been fully activated until now. General, I think this is important, though. Uh, from, a, from a positioning point of view, having him say count every vote and having us say stop the count, the optics of that are terrible. Our slogan should be count every legal ballot. Count every legal ballot. Much better, much better messaging, more positive. I mean, you know what? You, you've got great social media following. Get out there and say it. What I'm suggesting is that you, you do something like that. Yeah, I need a little committee. That's, that, that's very good. Also, as I said, military, retired military, any rank. And then they set up a chat called Friends of Stone. And the mm -hmm. Oath Keepers and the Proud Boys were involved. You know, guys, we have questions. No answers. I just just saw, name calling. Shady. I, I just saw a veteran RN made a question. Who is General Pyatt? And I think there is a connection there to Ukraine. Keep digging. You're going to see. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's just very interesting. Just, uh, you know. You know, they want to gaslight us, uh, but, you know, guess who was asking for a pardon? Do you ask for a pardon if you're guilty or not guilty? Excuse me. Stone was afraid his involvement with Stop the Steel was about to get him arrested again and was writing the president for help. You can read that. See what you think. I'm going to take a quick shower.
Don't go through the drawers, okay? He was asking for a second pardon. This time, even before he had been charged. Presenting it as part of an elaborate plan to save the entire Trump movement. Months in advance, President Trump. <clears throat> Again, political trickster, political games. We don't need political games. Whenever you have the truth and whenever you have honesty, you don't need political games. The reason that you can't properly fight the left is because the people on the right are constantly playing political games with you. They're undermining you. They're telling you lies. They're telling you narratives. They're buying into X amount of what the left is saying. They're supportive of Ukraine. They're supportive of all of this other nonsense that's been going on out there that Donald Trump stood in the gap and said that it was going to stop. And so they all had to gather around and stop him. Not only stop him by not uh, proceeding in his election, but also stop him by making sure that he was properly smeared so he would no longer be consumable was the theory going into this. It is not working. He is dominating the polls. Now they're starting to pivot to more bigger and better things that they're trying to do, like all of these lawsuits that they brought against them in the last year. And I want to make it perfectly clear that Roger Stone was not working with Donald J. Trump when the WikiLeaks Russia, Russia, Russia narrative happened, when uh, January 6th happened, Georgia, anything. He has not been working with Donald J. Trump. He's trying to get close to him. I was there when Trump just kind of said, hey, you know, whatever, dude, and then went to go sit down. Mm -hmm. Question was, yes. was Michael Flynn the, a keystone in the CIA Five Eyes plot to frame Donald J. Trump? Question mark. You can read all about it yourself if you'd like to. This is an article. Is, is there any truth to any of this, guys? Is there? And I'll I'll send you guys the, uh, you know, the link, guys. Go through it yourself. Okay. Just asking questions. I don't know the answer. Well, I know that the answer has not been given. Nobody's answered my questions. Mm -mm. No, they just yell and scream and gaslight and pretend like we're the ones on the attack. Like to them, you know, isn't it interesting that whenever you ask questions of people on the left about their policies, that they scream and yell and, and, and cry and roll around and pretend like you're attacking them. Is that happening here? Mm -hmm. Oh, hmm. I don't know. Question mark. Uh, this was interesting. This is uh, the uh, C. Gould uh, speaks about the film after he what he realized he had witnessed. Now, remember, we don't necessarily, uh, well, we know that there's no connection to, to Donald J. Trump. We've got to always keep that in mind. Uh, this guy is left-leaning. Uh, he's a Danish filmmaker, uh, but let's check it out. Were you shocked to see integral players in the Trump circle calling for violence over the 2020 election results? I can't say that I was. I mean, when we arrived at the election, I think most Americans and people outside the country that followed uh, the developments had heard pretty much everything. So it wasn't as much the threats and all the bravado going on. It was more to witness it actually being materialized, that they weren't just talking about it and 
and huffing and puffing about it, but they actually intended to, they actually realized what I, what I can only, I mean, had this take, had I made this documentary in an African country, I would not have hesitated for a moment with calling it a coup d'etat or an attack on democracy, but because it happens in the most powerful and influential modern democracy in the world, I think like many other people, I feel a reluctance for calling it for what it is, but that was what we saw unfolding. And I think that stunned me and it took some, I mean, when I was in the midst of it, I don't think I realized the gravity as much as I did afterwards. It stuns me too. The only point where he is wrong is the connection to Donald J. Trump. Mm -hmm. That's right. And, and that was kind of the sobering reality that uh, we were faced with not that long ago, whenever paying a, a lot closer attention to this. It, was is this a Fed surrection? Yes. Were the Feds involved in it? Yes. Were they cooperating with members of Proud Boys and Oath Keepers and others? Yes. And Nancy Pelosi. There was a cooperation going on between these entities. They were not fighting factions like you're being led to believe, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's your country, and it's time we all stood up. It's time we stood up to anybody that gaslights you, anybody that doesn't answer questions, anybody that acts like something that you're concerned about means nothing, okay? It doesn't mean nothing because you are concerned about it. And whenever you bring up a concern and you bring up a question and people call you names and threaten you, that is the exact opposite. That would be the before America world, okay? The after America world is freedom of speech and freedom of people to hold feet to the fire of the people that they elect to govern them whether it be Nancy Pelosi, whether it be Rand Paul, whether it be uh, Jim Jordan, any of these people should have their feet held to the fire and should be questioned and should be written about. It should be written journalism about what it is that they're doing. Why is it that we're sitting here all of this time later and nothing is getting done in the House of Representatives? Literally nothing. Why is the House of Representatives completely neutered to the point where they don't ever actually go out and arrest any of these people. They don't actually bring them in. They ask nicely. Oh, and so what's going on is your legislative branch of government is completely obfuscating their responsibility to the American people because of optics, because of the news press, because of the way that it would look in the news. Wow. Again, my take on it. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, this is it. Um, you know, it's interesting, guys. And, um, you know, you need to go watch A Storm Foretold and watch it all yourself. Uh, it was not, it was not altered in any AI way. That certainly was Roger Stone talking. Um, it's pretty amazing. Well, it's pretty amazing because he is aggravated in the car there at the end, talking about the pardon that we saw him just write the letter for. He's on his way to the airport, saw that he just wrote the letter and he's absolutely livid at the situation. 
seemingly like he thought he was going to do something to force Donald Trump to pardon him whenever he's not being charged with anything, which is, again, just insane. Jared Kushner has an IQ of 70. He's coming to Miami. We will eject him from Miami very quickly. He'll be leaving very quick, very quickly, very quickly. He has 100 security guards. I'll have 5,000 security guards. You want to fight? Let's fight. Fuck you. Fuck you and your abortionist bitch daughter. Jared Kushner. And that's an official clip from Christopher Gilbertson. This is from his Twitter right here, just to let you know. This is unreleased subpoenaed footage. Stone, angry that Trump didn't grant him a second pardon, melts down by calling Ivanka Trump. What he just what said. Yeah. I think that you're seeing a little bit, what I think you should be seeing there is a little bit of truth. You should be seeing a little bit of who someone really is. You know, I get hot. I get frustrated. I get mad at people. I say dirty words, things like that. I understand that. But that's disrespectful on a level that is very, very uh, uh, insightful as to what his mind really thinks about Donald Trump and what his mind really thinks about MAGA and what his mind really thinks about the real we the people. Roger Stone has not been in this political game for 45 years since the late 70s because he is excited about American, the American way of life. It's, if you take all of his little attributes and uh, shenanigans over the last 40 years, they add up to being something quite different than the country being better off because of it. This is uh, Stone on X. Yeah, I watched at Ari Melber tonight on MSDNC. I do agree with MSDNC. Video, it had all the hallmarks of Danish, Danish disinformation. Yet Man, it's all that, in his own way. That, that sure does sound like Joe Biden up there telling Donald Trump that the, uh, the laptop was Russian disinformation. <laughs> Same type yeah, of so slide. Just, you know, just asking questions. So, you know, the heat is on. Uh, you know, Donald J. Trump is uh, reposting uh, uh, Roger Stone, but he's been saying stone cold quite a bit, guys, which is interesting in his truths. But, um, you know, tighten up the ship. Get behind Donald J. Trump, you know, and uh, I hope that Donald J. Trump realizes the information here uh, so he can use it in his January 6th. I, I don't I don't want another political trick. We don't need another political trick to go into this election. We need to win this election by the hearts and minds of the American people deciding that they've had enough bickering, that they've had enough going at each other, they've had enough of the trans talk, they've had enough of the border talk, they've had enough of the all you can whatever uh, uh, the talking point is today. We've had enough of it. Both sides need to get over themselves and come to the center where we were 15 years ago, 20 years ago before 9-11 and realize a game has been run on us, realize that there is an established order against you and realize that there's, there's this awesome thing about America, this really unbelievable thing, and all of you can relate to this. We like to fight for the underdog, don't we? We love the underdog. We love the, the little guy, the guy that's up against the big guy, the guy that wants to, uh, to, to make it happen no matter what. Well, let me tell you, the little guy, the outsider, is Donald Trump. Donald Trump is the uh, is the, uh, the 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 one that is being 
pushed away by every single uh, lever you can possibly imagine from any single person in any part of government anywhere on the world. They are deathly afraid of Donald Trump because very simply, the man understands the Constitution. He un understands the power of the Constitution and he understands what he can do with the Constitution. What he also understands was what he couldn't do in the first four years because of what? Russia, Russia, Russia. They came at him from the jump. Someone came in and played a political trick and decided to announce to the news media and the whole world that he was a contact with WikiLeaks for Donald Trump, therefore giving all the evidence and the fodder that the media needed to go with that narrative 100%. And there was really no way Donald Trump could fight it except for the Mueller report and in, in court, but he couldn't fight it in public opinion because of the design of the political trick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, question mark. <laughs> question mark. Um, what I, wanted, I said two words. I said, how convenient. And then posted an article, DOJ quietly drops fire case against General Flynn's business partner after judge tosses conviction for insufficient evidence after a jury of his peers uh, said that he was guilty. And then I got this, Shady Groove, F-U-U-P-O-S, you and your toadies who thrive in the underbelly of the dark world have no clue what you're talking about, and anyone who listens to you, I will pray for their full recovery. So I have a homework assignment for you guys, if you guys would like. Uh, let's go ahead and find out who this is and find out why he's so mad at this. Who is this guy? Why don't you guys... Check it out. Who is, what's his name? Bijan Rafikian? Rafi, uh, yes. Let's see, maybe. Yeah. Let's find out who he is. What What were they indicted for? What, were they, what was the issue? Rafikian. Well, I tell you, I, I tell you, you go, go on out there, do this over the weekend, type the name in in a couple places, and just sit and read. Read what the evidence was. Read what the jury said. Look at the court case. Look at what really happened. And then scratch your head whenever you realize that the judge, out of nowhere, just kicked this case out and uh, expunged all charges after a conviction. Yeah. It's not just a Flynn buddy. It's a Flynn business partner. And that is a fact. You know, that just this is this is from what the article says. The DOJ quietly drops Farrah case against General Flynn's business partner. What were they in like business? Barisma. What were they doing? Like Barisma. Well, no. Business partner. Well, that's not tied to this, but it's it's a, an example. Is that what you're saying? I'm saying it's an example. Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah. So just go ahead and do your own research. Why? Why is that convenient? I have no idea what I'm talking about, so maybe we should go dig, Shady Groove. I don't know. Just asking. Well, well, the point I'm trying to make is lobbyism, okay? And, and a lot of people don't understand what lobbyists or lobbyism is. The American people aren't lobbyists. Like, you, you, you don't have anybody that's, like, representing you that can like go up on Capitol Hill and walk in there and interface with Congress and say, oh, well, the American people sent me, and this is what they want. Okay, that's not how lobbyists work. That's supposed to be, like, understood, the Constitution and things. These people are supposed to understand that. Lobbyists are completely different. Lobbyists have a special interest. They are trying to get people on Capitol Hill to vote on things that go a certain way. They're trying to get give people campaign donations. So whenever they become elected, they are friendly to them. All of the, these things are 
tricks that lobbyists play. Lobbyists are really good at what they do. And the firm Manafort, Stone, and Brown, or uh, what was it, uh, Stone, Manafort, and Brown, whatever it was that they set, Black, Stone, and Manafort, that they set up in the late 70s, that's the exact same thing. What some of these other people were doing in foreign countries, whether it be Turkey or uh, Kazakhstan or uh, 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 Ukraine, is the exact same type of thing. They're lobbying for interests, foreign interests back here in America to get them money or to get them weapons. So that's the comparison I was trying to make there. I guess Ali North would have been a better one. Ali North would have been an almost perfect example. You're exactly right. That would have been a much better example. That's that's very true. Remember the Proud Boys and you know their little signs. They're everywhere. Are and they? they tell you. Hmm. Hmm. All right, guys. So that's uh that's a little bit about what we were talking about. What's well, a little bit about what the, all the, the hubbub is about, and you're going to hear over and over again about the MG show attacking this person or the MG show attacking this person or the MG show attacking that person. I'm going to sit here and say, did any of those people that are telling you that we attacked them, they attacked us first, number one, and number two, we're not attacking anybody that we, we're, we're talking about that is in politics. We're asking them questions, and they're getting mad and threatening because they're not, they don't want to answer them. And then all these other people come to defend them. And then we defend ourselves from the people that are defending them. And then all of a sudden, the little defender becomes the victim through, uh, through the uh, attacks of the MG show. So this is a really fun game. They've been running it for five years. They're going to continue to run it. That's fine. Let them have it. The, even the meme team is in on it. Pretty cool, huh? They think it's funny. They do. I think it's funny too. <laughs> I, I do too. Because <sighs> I stand, I stand in asking questions. I want the truth. Uh, and if you dig, you'll find the truth on your own. God bless you all, Shady Groove. I mean, this is it. This is another uh, another week in the can, if you will, Shady Groove. It's Friday. Absolutely, yeah. Saturday. It's Friday. Yeah, you guys have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy your family. Take a break. Take a breather. And I'll say this every week that uh, Patriots need to recharge. You need to reset. And you need to uh, never stop asking good questions because every good question that you ask will either lead to an answer or another question. And that's how we yeah. fix America. Overrated said Trump just read true stone. We just spoke about that in the show. If you were listening, we did. Uh, uh, Chris G. So is Flynn bad now? I don't know. You tell me. Do some digging. Don't just listen to people. That's what they want you to do. They don't want you digging. Are you going to, can Correct. you dig it? Can you, can dig, you it? dig it? <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell anybody white hat, black hat. You need to figure it out on your own. You know, and that's the truth is learned. It's never told shitty group. Much and, love to each and, and every one of you. Mikey. Well, I still got a couple minutes. Mikey Mariano says a fact is a fact. Like, uh, if we like it or not, whether we like it or not. Um, so we do have a couple minutes, shady. Oh, I wasn't looking at the clock. Let me see. I thought you were out of here. We're we're almost out of here. Okay, you, you had me all wrapping things up like pretty preliminary. What are you doing? I thought it was. I just I misread the clock. <laughs> you threw me under the bus. Is what you did. I always do, Shady. That's what I do I for a living. I throw Shady on, under the bus on Friday, especially. Sorry. You're really good at doing it on Friday. 
Yeah, and uh, all you got some digging to do. I hope you guys do do that digging. Uh, go find out why this guy was even indicted and had a trial, a jury trial that found him guilty. And then the judge, uh, what were they doing? Go find what out. was the specifics of the case? F U U P O S. Right. So uh, with that, Shady Grove, looks like it's about time to get out of here. God bless you all. Thank you for tuning into the MG I show. Please it. share it. Uh, and, you know, please prepare to get, you know, attacked on Twitter. Uh, God bless you, Stephanie, for doing what you did. Uh, and Brian Gamble attacked Stephanie. Uh, Stephanie is a moderator on our Telegram channel. She does not represent Shady or Jeff in any way. She represents herself because uh, she's done some digging on her own. And uh, we love you guys very much, Shady. See you, to, see you next week. See you Monday. Love y'all. All right. Oh, am, I the am I the only one? Are you the only one? Nah, come on now. Am I the only one here tonight? Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right. Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not. Who thinks of taking all the good we got and turning it back? Hell, I'll be damned. I think I'm turning into my old man. Am I the only one willing to bleed? Take a bullet for being free Screaming what the hell at my TV For telling me, yeah, are you telling me That I'm the only one willing to fight For my love of the red and white And the blue burning on the ground Another statue coming down in a town near Watching the threads of old glory come undone Am I the only one not brainwashed Making my way through the land of the lost Who sees it as it is and worries about his kids As they try to undo all the things he did Am I the only one? Who can't take no more screaming If you don't like it, there's a freaking door This ain't the freedom we've been fighting for It was something more Yeah, it was something more Am I the only one Willing to fight For my love of the red and white And the blue Burning on the ground, another statue coming down in a town near Watching the threads of all glory come undone Not the only one Only one who quit singing along 
Every time they play a Springsteen song Am I the only one sitting here Still holding on, holding back my tears For the ones who paid with the lives they gave God bless the USA I'm not the only one willing to fight For my love of the red and white and the blue Burning on the ground, another statue coming down in a town near Watching the threads of old glory come undone I'm not the only one www.mg.show